For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages to the Winter is Coming Game of Thrones podcast. This is Take the Black, and I'm your host, Razor. I'm here with Isis, Corey Smith, and Corey Phone. And this special Take the Black podcast is brought to you by the unofficial sponsorship of KFC and the Cheeto Chicken Sandwich. Corey Smith, tell them what you get if you get a Cheeto Chicken Sandwich. Okay, so this is not just adding a couple Cheetos to the sandwich on top of the chicken, right? They actually bread the chicken. The batter is made from a Cheeto sauce. Oh, my God. You got the chicken battered in the Cheetos, and then you throw on a couple Cheetos on top for, you know, the little extra, and you're sitting in heaven. Man, I don't know if I can make it through this podcast. I'm I'm drooling over here. Anyway, so that let's, let's add that to the things uh, we need. We need the chicken sandwich with Cheetos. We need this, the uh, KFC candle, and um, Corey Phone is still sitting on his uh, KFC logs, even though he's been in the middle of a polar vortex and hasn't used them yet. So I, um, I don't have an actual fireplace. That would not stop a, me. I have a natural gas, like, electric fireplace, so I can't just throw it in there. You've and... got candles, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, let's fuck. Look, Burn it in your... Burn it in your sink. Come on, what's the problem? Just fucking get it done. Fair point. That's great. So um, tonight we're going to talk about some season eight photos that dropped last week. But before we get to it, can I just say? And I know that that this is a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, is a it? is it? Was my follow up? <laughs> is it? <laughs> B. And I'm saying this as someone, like you said, who is a connoisseur of KFC's weird side. Uh, this sandwich looks like shit. Like, this looks like nothing I want <laughs> near my mouth hole. The picture, I mean, the chicken itself looks fine. The Cheeto sauce is abominably orange. <laughs> like, like, shit that's that color in nature is a warning sign to not touch that snake. 
because it's going to kill you. And don't then, drink this water. Yeah, don't drink this water. It's orange, human. It's the color <laughs> that they make hunters wear. So because it doesn't naturally occur in nature, so you know it's a hunter. Put that in your mouth. But hang on, based off this <laughs> picture of the sandwich, they put the Cheeto crusted Cheeto sauced chicken patty on top of a handful of just loose Cheetos that is binded to a, I'm assuming like potato roll by mayonnaise. So Cheetos mayonnaise, Cheetos and mayonnaise, you know, because we're fucking from Amsterdam. So we're 12 and we make those kind of sandwiches. Right. I mean, I get, listen, I understand the culinary, like the processed culinary world right now just is going through some major changes trying to get people to come back to these shitball restaurants. Um, <laughs> because, like, what happened is the the quote-unquote fast casual chains, like Five Guys and Chipotle and, you know, the all the fancy chicken finger places like Cane's and Zaxby's, whatever. Like, you pay a little more, right? But your food's just so much better, you know? Yep. So, like, so, so these places like McDonald's who keeps posting – losses and kfc uh or you know yum brands in general <laughs> pizza hut and all first of all yum brands you doubled down on pepsi mistake number one but <laughs> but seriously so this is like this is like taco bell is the king of this of taking like hey you guys like starburst well we shoved it into a mountain dew and froze it <laughs> put it in your face like and, and okay fine but sometimes, hey, listen. No, nacho hurt. fries are legit good. Nacho fries. No, I'm not talking about nacho fries. Nacho fries have no business being as good as they are. It's Amen. infuriating to me how good those fucking French fries from Taco Bell are. They are <laughs> too good. It's it, it's maddening. I should not want French fries from Taco Bell, and yet, and yet, but you do. I do. The, here's here's the point, and then we can move on to you know fucking Highlander, or what we're talking about. But um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, there it is, and time references in. We did it. Uh, but yeah, the the point is sometimes you know the, these flavor mashups are not are not going to work. This this right here is not going to work. Nobody is going to enjoy this. And I think the biggest inhibitor is the loose Cheetos because just like with Taco Bell's <laughs> Frito burrito thing, Ugh. like it sounds fine if you eat it the moment they make it, but within eight seconds, those Fritos are soggy and nothing is worse than a soggy, soggy a Cheeto that's been sogified in mayonnaise. So congealed, congealed mayonnaise, like smash it down though, you know, like kind of, you know, mash it down together. You'd be all right. That's how you eat it, is mash yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah, that way it stays in <laughs> that's, how I want to, that's how I want to treat my food, is like a prisoner who is rioting in the lunch in the lunchroom. I want to mash it down and force it to acquiesce. So <laughs> I'm going to make this sandwich my bitch. I'm just, which, by the way, is, is what I say every time that, that I get a... Chicken parm from Jersey Mike's. I'm like, this sandwich is going to be my bitch. But it's also a 16-inch sandwich, and I'm going to hate myself afterwards. <laughs> well, that's uh, that was certainly something. And uh, KFC, I hope we didn't hurt your feelings. And uh, we'll be waiting for the sponsorship the check. The point is, on. if you ran this by the Take the Black crew, 
We would have let you know to ditch the loose Cheetos and yeah. instead, instead, just double up, like make the chicken bigger. And, and anyway, I'm done. Just make the bun out of Cheetos. Holy shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, I there would you go. go. That. I would definitely mm-hmm. go for that. Done. Okay. So, um. But then you got Cheeto fingers. Ah, oh, damn it. I mean, see, that's there's an unfortunate. Your flaw. There's, There's no way problem. around that, though. I mean, that's just that comes with the territory. You just well, have no. To if you're eating enough, if you're eating enough a potato roll, son or... of a bitch, I figured it out. I know okay. what they should have what done. Okay, <laughs> so what's the one thing that could unify all people? A good spicy mayonnaise. So if you take hot Cheetos and grind them up into a fine powder and put a tablespoon of that in a dollop of mayonnaise and mix it up and use that mayonnaise. So you have a hot Cheeto mayonnaise with the Cheeto chicken. That would make the sandwich. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. That's it. CKFC, all you had to do was ask us. And we and here you are out. fucking around paying millions of dollars to some agency to come up with this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, here we are. KFC probably employs the same people who uh, promoted the fire Festival. Oh! No, the sandwich exists. So it's... <laughs> But yes, for some reason, I'm going to blame Ja Rule for these loose Cheetos. So. <laughs> Where's it ja? It's always Ja Rule. Ja. <laughs> yeah, it's always Ja's fault. <laughs> oh my god! Right, so what? What happened? Did Did Danny like fuck a dragon or something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is a Game of Thrones podcast, like we were talking about earlier. I think I'm not really sure. But uh, I do have some bad news. I'm not sure at this point, and I've been on this podcast for a long time. But oh, a long time. Uh, yeah. ISIS is an OG, and she doesn't even know what kind of podcast I, is. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to um, ask for a moment of silence, though, for a one character who has been uh, slaughtered, you could say, murdered on the show. Uh, we got a report this week that David Benioff and Dan Weiss have confirmed that Sir Pounce, Tommen's cat, is dead. He was killed by Cersei after Tommen killed himself because, quite frankly, she's a cold-hearted bitch and she hates anything nice. So, um, when 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 asked well, for actually, a comment, actually, when asked for comment, uh, Dan Weiss said she probably burned him to death. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I think that would be appropriate because. Who is the one who gave her gave Tommen Sir Pounce? Marjorie. No, 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 no. Uh huh. No, no. He 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 already had Sir Pounce. Marjorie didn't give Sir Pounce. Did he already have? I thought Marjorie gave she, him Sir no, Pounce. Marjorie, she actually gave him to her in the books, but yeah, the on, books, on screen on he already had it. Yeah. Marjorie yeah. just Sir uh, Pounce on him. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> Am I right? Anyway, yeah, Sir Pounce. Have uh, so how long is the moment of silence going to be? I, it, we already had it. It's over. Oh. I was going <laughs> to play taps on my phone. and You, you, know, what? you know what? You know what? I like that idea. Let's have a moment of silence. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I didn't have it ready to go. <laughs> that was over. Oh, my God. I was going to do a whole Super Troopers thing. We're like, all right, meow. Let's, let's, let's keep on going, meow. So um, anyway, Sir Pounce is dead. Cersei burned him. What's uh, the fucking point, man? Just that's it. We're done with the show. Sir I, honestly, Sir man, he was the pussy that was promised, and I don't know how else, how else to get past my life. 
Was that was that too far? <laughs> too far? Too much? And to turn away from the mic, I was laughing so hard there. <laughs> I mean, we can't even get Ghost or any of the dire wolves on screen, but Sir Pounce dies. It was, it was, okay. Who are you, a Supreme Court justice? <laughs> it's over. It's over. That's it. I mean, honestly, I can't. I can't think of anything else I want to talk about. But um, we did get some pictures in, so let's talk about the pictures. Um, first, let's talk about the single picture that was sent without the. There was a whole batch of pictures that were sent out um, last week, and it was very exciting. It was the first pictures from season eight, and it shows us a bunch of different characters, all at Winterfell, with the exception of Cersei, which, by the way, looks pretty fucking badass in her new armor dress. Um, she looks pretty pretty baller but there was one picture that was um separate from those and it's it's danny and john canoodling in the snow and you know what quite frankly i think it's a beautiful picture um it's got danny looking up at john snow is in his hair and she's smiling at him and and i don't know i don't know your guys take on this either a john really hates her and that's a look of disgust on his face or B, he's really into her. Corey Smith, what do you think? I, I didn't. I didn't see the disgust. I think he just. I, it just was like one of those pictures they caught at the wrong moment, right? Like he kind of had to sneeze or something, you know. Like I, I didn't understand why they took that particular picture, but I mean, what would we be disgusted about? You know what I mean? Like she's hot. Yeah, I mean, she's hot, he, he's hot, they want their yeah, I mean, baby. What else? Yeah, exactly. So unless he literally just found out that's his aunt, I think I I don't see what he would be disgusted about. So and it seems I that mean, like at this point, does it matter? I mean, you know, you already like, you know, made your bed and all that stuff. So I mean, what's the <laughs> difference? He made his bed and now he's fucked in it. Yeah, exactly. What's the difference between like ten times and, and twenty times? I mean it's a long boat ride from from Dragonstone to to White Harbor. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch that vibe from it. It, it. He does have an odd look, but disgust was I don't I don't know. I didn't catch that. Maybe she farted. Possible, but they are in a hill, which you know, I mean, the wind is probably moving pretty quickly up there, so it probably wouldn't like hang around for that long. You Unless know, it blew right into his, his face. I don't know, but um. Let's let's go on to the other batch of pictures. I'm I'm going to ask my panel of ex, of of a distinguished guest to uh, pull up the pictures, and we're going to start here with uh, um, we've already talked about Danny and John. There they are standing, looking off into the distance. You know, listen, this is what Corey Phone does best, and honestly, this is why Corey Phone was asked to be part of Take the Black years ago because he breaks down outfits like no one you've ever met. So. Corey Phone, could you please take a look at Sansa's uh, fur and tell me, how do you interpret her reaction, who she's looking at, and how her season would go from how the fur sits on her shoulders? Okay, so, uh, Henny, Sansa looks like a... <laughs> Sansa looks so fierce, like somebody's going to come in there and say something, she's going to snatch their wig off just like that. That's my best Jonathan Van Ness. I can't do any better than that. That um, was terrible. It was I awful. I, I I shouldn't have even done the voice, but at the same time, like I love him so much that I wanted to try. So uh yeah, it just doesn't sound natural someone like me saying henny. So um 
Uh, yeah, Sansa is wearing clothes, so that probably means that she's alive and in the world where clothing is the norm. Uh, she's got some sort of chain coming off her chest. I don't know. I'm assuming a pocket watch, maybe. Or new piercing. <laughs> nope, wasn't going to go there, but all right. <laughs> she's wearing black, which they're all wearing like darker colors except for Danny. Um, because she's just so extra with her fucking dragons. And <laughs> I just, I think it's funny that people were talking about, like, oh, Jon Snow's face. He looks like he might be upset about something. Really? The broodingest brooder that ever brooded looks like he's brooding? I'm surprised. Um, yeah, I know. No, I, uh, it's Arya's wearing like brownish stuff. Which is not the same. I guess Sansa's trying to be the lady of Winterfell. I don't know why she's in all black. Um, well, that's what she was wearing last year. It looks like she's just basically stayed in the same clothes from last year. Okay. And, see, I don't even notice that stuff. So. And see, like, the, the one thing I'd like to point out, and I'm not sure, Smith, if you pointed this out, but if you guys look at the picture, there's a, uh, uh, a chair handle sitting beside her, and it looks like it's higher up than the chair she's sitting in. So... The assumption here is that the chair to her left is the high, like the the high king chair for for Winterfell, and she's sitting to the right of that chair. So, um, if you guys can see that, it's kind of a neat little a neat little thing that most people missed and didn't pay attention to. There's a lot of little details in these pictures, but um, yeah, there's a chair that's definitely off to her left that is higher up than her chair. And as a lady of Winterfell, since John been, John's been gone, possibly she's not too happy about giving that chair up. We we don't know, but um, we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, Isis, tell me what what just think about Arya. Who do you think she's looking up at in that picture? Because honestly, the last time we saw Arya look up at somebody from the ground in Winterfell. She was staring daggers, literal daggers, no pun intended, at uh, Littlefinger. Uh, she definitely looks like somebody who, like, she has a look on her face that she wants to kill somebody. Um, I- I'm not sure who that person could be, but she obviously is not happy with the situation that is happening. Um, it's This is not the, you know, hey, John's back, yay, look that I would expect, so... Um, yeah. I would have I would have to uh, you know think that this is this is uh, possibly an outsider coming in and she's not quite sure what to make of it quite yet but she her defenses are up and and that's her like hey I'm ready to I'm ready to throw down if need be cuz you okay, know so, I'm about that life so if you look behind her to the to the right over her right side her right shoulder there's red a red studded tunic that belongs to Podrick, none other than Podrick. So he is somewhere behind her in that picture. Um, obviously, we don't know who that long haired person is behind her, directly behind her. Um, it's looking at the small details, like she's got the cat's paw dagger on one side and needle on the other side. And you're right, I, looking looking at her. There, there's another picture in this group. I'm going to skip ahead. To Tyrion, he's on the battlements of Winterfell, like the walk, the walk above, and she could be staring at Tyrion, knowing that he's a Lannister, 
and Cersei's still on her 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 list. Um, Smith, what do you what do you what do you think about that? You think that uh, Arya would be would be the kind of person to get revenge on Cersei by killing Tyrion? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, clearly Sansa and Arya never talked to each other about anything. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe Sansa hasn't mentioned that Tyrion was actually pretty decent to her in King's Landing. Um, I mean, at least more so than anybody, any other Lannister down there, right? So it's possible she didn't mention that. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know. I, I kind of got the impression maybe she was staring at the dragons, right? You know, some. But is that some, a look of? But is that a look of awe, or does Arya just not ever show any emotion anymore? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is. It definitely is a controlled. <laughs> they're, they're on my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Somebody fart. There's my mouth falling on the floor. Um, I mean, it's oh, definitely like a control. It's not a. That, that did not happen. <laughs> don't don't start rumors. Uh, I mean, but yeah, she's she's definitely not like shocked. She seems more curious, if anything, right? She's looking at something maybe she doesn't understand or she doesn't fully get. Is okay. is kind of what I. Well, I mean, do you think it could be somebody like? Oh, okay, it could be the fact that she's looking at Tyrion and that you know she she does blame their family for all of her misfortunes could it be another lannister that she's looking up at who has made it to winterfeld could it could it be melisandra who has now made it to who has now made it uh there because she's i'm I'm assuming melisandra is with uh with Tyrion, right and if varies is there you know melisandra is there so well, what good? we know from what we know from season seven is Melisandre went back to a shy by the shadow, which is where she's from. She went back to Essos, and right. but she's but she is coming back because she said that she's supposed to come back one more time to die, basically. So yeah, the only, I mean, she's I, I like be back. Theory. I like your theory. The only thing we have to get past is Davos promised her he would kill her next time he saw her, and John said if she was ever if he ever caught her in the north, he'd hang her for a murderer. So we're gonna have to get over that whole thing, <laughs> but I like where well, you're going. With I still, it. I, I really like where you're going with that. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking about the people who are on her list. Think about this. Here's here's a and, platform, and you open this door. But think about this. Even the hound. Even the I mean, hound. Think but, about what. Think about what Arya knows about Varys. Arya overheard a conversation with Varys talking about killing Ned Stark when she was a child in King's Landing. Did that happen on the show or just the book, Smith? No, she did because uh, she has that whole conversation with Ned afterwards. And then that's when you get the lone wolf survive. The, the lone wolf dies. The pack right, because after she like argues her way back into the Red Keep, and he takes her in there, and he's talking to Yorin and all that stuff. So yeah, it happened on the show. So maybe she sees Varys because he's in these pictures as well. We'll get to that in a minute, but. Maybe she sees Varys, and she's like, yeah, the last time I saw you, you were plotting my dad's murder. Oh, man, this is really good. I like that you opened that door, Isis. Good analysis. Um, uh, Corey Phone, let's talk about your favorite character here, uh, uh, Bran, the computer animated robot um, host, just staring at the fire. It looks like this guy hasn't moved since season seven finale. What do you think about this poor kid? 
Uh, you about said it. Like I, just the picture is exactly what his character is, which is boring. Um, I know that he's going to have a huge role to play in the last season, uh, but ever since he got like pushed back from the north, from beyond the wall and stuff, which I know that hasn't been that long, but he just hasn't really done anything except give Arya a knife. And oh yeah, he told. Off camera, I guess he told <laughs> Sansa and Arya when they were about to kill each other is what they wanted us to think that uh, that oh yeah, uh, Littlefinger helped kill Dad. Not yeah, Sansa's not evil, and it's like oh hey, thanks for the thanks for the memo. And he uh, did tell he did tell Sansa she was really pretty on her 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 wedding night to Ramsay yeah, Bolton. Jesus, that was re- that was really fucked up. What a fucked up thing to do. Yeah, like uh, he's going to have a big role to play, but um, because I mean, I'm assuming, but at the same time, like every time that someone builds it, like when when you see someone online building like a fantasy, like ending to the show, like here's how I would love for it to end. So like John conquers the White Walkers with the help of Danny's dragons and, you know, the dragons burn them and John plunges a flaming knife or whatever through the heart of the Night's King and they drive back the walkers and and like when they're done then you're like what about Bran and it's like oh shit I forgot about Bran like nobody <laughs> we don't know the full extent of his powers like that's the big mystery um you know <laughs> I just noticed in this picture there's a huge stack of wood next to him <laughs> So that he doesn't have to roll anywhere else to keep the fire he's staring into longingly like going. Like I keep this fire roaring so I can stare into it and brood more. Uh, but yeah, I he's probably like a dude. Knows. He's probably like a fucking Jedi. He could probably lift those logs with his mind and let them go into the fire. <laughs> hey, I so, wonder how many of those are KFC logs. Oh man, oh. you can only wish that they were KFC logs. <laughs> So you know what? Something else I noticed. I was like, man, he's such a man spreader. Like, dude, can, can you like close your legs a little bit or something like that? Like, no, he can't. Is... I says he's paralyzed. He Jesus. Can't move well, someone should do it for him. He has Jesus no control Christ. over this. Is that really a thing, man spreader? Yes, never, it's a real I've never, thing. I've never heard that term before. man spread. Like, you got this big thing between your legs that you have to spread your freaking legs out. Take up well, maybe, all the damn room. Well, maybe that's maybe he's. Never mind. I had a really terrible joke to say. Whatever. Let's anymore. not do that. Yeah, like, let's not do that. I'm gonna. Shut I, you know what? I'm gonna tell you. So, Bran became less interesting when um, Homegirl that was carrying his freaking lazy ass um, back to Winterfell was gone. He became Mira. less interesting. Mira, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mira, he became, the moment she left, he became less interesting. I, I love Bran, and uh, obviously Isaac Hempstead Wright is a phenomenal actor, but really he doesn't have to do anything on the show whatsoever but stare at the fire. Hold on a second. Are we really giving saying that he's an incredible actor because he keeps his face completely like flaccid <laughs> and, and just says yes. a couple of things? I mean, are we really are, are we saying that that is great acting right there? Because what he did before he became the Three Eyed Raven, like he he had a lot of stuff to go through to get to be the Three Eyed Raven. He's a good actor. He's a he, he's a good kid, 
And uh, if you, if you I'm, follow... I'm just not putting him on the same level as Tyrion. I, oh, I'm sorry. No, That's great acting. No, I this agree. This guy, I agree. He, he's, I... He, he can sleepwalk through this role at this point. He can sleep roll through this role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, zing. <laughs> so I don't even know why I bother. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, let's move down to uh, John. Um, he's looking a little different than when been with the uh, canoodle photo of him and Danny together. Uh, Smith, you and I talked about this when the pictures first came out. You kind of thought that this looks like a rebuilding after the Battle of Winterfell. Didn't you say that? Yeah, that was kind of my first guess. I think I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that maybe most of these most of these images come from the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which would make sense. You don't want to go like too far in, but he's definitely outside Winterfell and there's a lot of shit going on, right? You can see people in the background <clears throat> that seem to be moving in every direction, right? They're not like lined up in a formation or something like that. They everybody behind them seems to be busy. Which sure. would make sense from what we've seen of the of the Winterfell set um, as they were filming. So, I mean, I think this I'm leaning like, more like towards it. What's that? To me, it looks like the inside of Winterfell because of the walkway behind, on, uh, on the wall there. <clears throat> Maybe. I mean, it, there's definitely guys up on the battlements and, <clears throat> I mean, everything. So, I mean, either way... I think I'm I'm leaning more towards this is first episode, so it wouldn't be aftermath of the battle. John certainly doesn't look like he's kind of gotten roughed up in the battle or anything like that, so that kind of lends more evidence to this being episode one as opposed to deeper in the season. Let's talk about the next photo. If you guys click over to the next page, we've got Daenerys at the very top. She's looking... Okay, so... The costume designer for Game of Thrones talked about um, putting a lot more of black and red into Danny's clothes, uh, which would which harkens back to her brother Rhaegar, which is Jon's father, um, and a little bit of what Viserys wore before he died. Uh, if you look at this outfit she's got on right now, um, Isis, she's looking kind of happy. Like this picture, she's obviously inside Winterfell. And I can't tell, is that a polite face, or is that a, I'm happy to see the bedroom we're going to fucking face? That is I her can't. polite face. Uh, that is, okay, I'm meeting my boyfriend, nephew's family, and um, I want to make a really great impression on not only that, but his people are all around. And this is the first inkling that they're getting of me. Um, all they know is that I'm a, uh, a, ten, a Targaryen and that I come from a mad stock of family and shit like that. Um, not only that, but my family stole away the one of the daughters of the Starks and um, started this whole bloody mess to begin with. So I think she is trying to put as best front um, that she can uh, not to upset anyone that that may come there to, to show that she is um, relatable, um, appealing, and that she's not coming just to demand everybody bend the knee. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's my, that's my take in. This is, this is the, Hey, I'm coming to meet the in-laws for the very first time. And you walk through the front door. Look, 
you know, I kind of I agree. I like I like that. Um, to me, it looks like she's being introduced. Maybe they're in the Great Hall of Winter of uh, Winterfell. Maybe she's being introduced to uh, to Lyanna Mormont for the first time, and Lyanna Mormont's just giving her that scowl, like you're a Targaryen, get the fuck out of here. But uh, well, but at the same time, if if, if you know she's being introduced to Lyanna, um, she's gonna be like Mormont. Hey, hold on a second, my buddy over here. You know this Mormont over here? You know. So I mean, I, I definitely <laughs> think true, that she's. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think that she's being um, in, their introdu- formal introductions are being made uh, versus the informal maybe with the family. This is this is more a formal. Hey, meet you know because I mean Jon Snow bend the knee. So technically, these people are her subjects as That's well. That's not all he bent. Oh <laughs> lord. <laughs> I hope it is. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, that would hurt. Okay. Well, well, he bent the knee more than once. I'm sorry. There you go. All right. So um, Tyrion's wearing something different in the next picture. Corey Thone. He's wearing a blue ascot. Right. Holy shit. He is wearing <laughs> Come on, uh, man. Man, it's, that's funny. First of all, I'm impressed that you know what an ascot is. Uh, <laughs> secondly... Uh, I don't know if that technically qualifies as an Asgard, but I don't know what it is. Um, it technically is it, doesn't either, so... Is it Mithril? No. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding! Second Lord of the Rings reference. Uh, he's got his Hand of the Queen pin on, which is uh, nice. He looks very concerned about something. Um, I'm assuming he's he is looking at I'm, let me think. I'm gonna go with. I got, I'm gonna say hot pie, but like after he got out of the bath, and the towel has fallen, and so he's like, "Oh, excuse me, Lord," and and he's like, "Hot pie," and that's what he's like. <laughs> so he pulls the Hodor from season one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so. Oh my God! Yes. You know what? You know what would be hilarious if this is Tyrion watching John and Danny go into their bedroom at Winterfell, and it's just a continuation of him watching them on the boat, and then at Winterfell, and the only time you ever see Tyrion is when he's watching them go into a room together, because that's exactly what he's he's very upset in this picture. He's very very concerned. Yeah, and I, people talk about the way he was, you know, looking on the boat whenever, you know. They were uh, making the boat rock or whatever, and I think we've Ribbing all. The knee. <laughs> He's got jokes. Uh, does he? But there's... does he know? Is this a Game of Thrones podcast? Is, is it? So <laughs> there's that the, we've talked about it on here that I don't think that it's necessarily that he loved Danny. It's his concern that because you know that that she's going to lose focus on the task at hand that he wants accomplished, which is to remove Cersei from power for the good of the kingdom. And because um, we've already seen, even before the boat, Danny sacrificed herself and her dragons and lost the dragon to go save John from a suicide mission that was completely stupid north of the wall. So 
terrible now, idea. Now, now they're actually in Bone Town. We'll see what else they do. Yeah. So Peter Dinklage uh, did an interview where he said that Tyrion. What was it, Smith? What he said, What was the word he used? He was said in like, love. He, he said, he in said love. that yeah. he was in love with with Danny, but that he didn't trust his own feelings, right? Because he was in love with Shay, and and clearly Shay ultimately didn't love him. You know we all mean? know how that ended. Right. So I think he's they. He said basically he, he realized he has some feelings for Danny, but the, he also realizes his feelings have been wrong in the past. So he doesn't really know what to make of them. I think is basically the gist of it. Mm, okay, so let's look down at the next picture. We have varies and uh, something. That's my boy. That's my I boy. Mean, look at the look, spider, Isis. Look how cool look he was. Dapper. He is. Oh, he's looking hella fly. Um, one thing that I will say that I, I, I mean, his outfit outfit hasn't really changed a whole lot um from the very beginning i i think that the material of course is a little bit thicker than what he normally wears uh just being that they're in the north um one thing that i did notice does the the thing the collar does that look like dragon scales or fish scales or something i don't know but it has this look around well, it's the, it's the same stuff that Tyrion's wearing, his ascot. It's, and yeah, it's a different color, it's, but same it pattern. It is not. He, we all know no, he's a merman. No, it isn't. Mer- it's not the same. But it's, it, it, his, if you look at Tyrion's, and I'm not, I'm not even a person who gets into what they're, what they're fucking wearing. Um, but oh, if you shit, look, she's right. Tyrion's are, are dot, like, almost like circles. Yes. And then the one that varies is wearing is more like fish scales or maybe dragon okay, scales like diamonds or, or, or like a, or 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 mermaid scales god damn it you got me i was trying to say it <laughs> he's a merman he's a merman um anyway but i would like i, I will have you note that he kind of gives me these like old priest feels where you know the 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 how he has his arms in kind of inside of his old tunic, priest feels uh, or even i'm not really yeah. sure how well, i feel like, about the old priest feels oh my god you guys are so horrible or even a nun you know how nuns go when they put their hands in their habit um at, when they walk um so it, what are it just we talking really, about right now i'm talking about i'm not you, comfortable with this conversation Hang on, can I ask? Can I ask guys, Isis? Can I ask the question? When you say they put their hands in there, is it habit? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what. I'm assuming that's like the proper name for the nun pocket on the front. That's what that I said. About? That's yeah, yeah. But that, I yeah. don't. I, I'm asking. Their, is their it clothes. is it habit? H a b i t. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm honestly, I'm legitimately curious. I've never heard oh, okay. it called that. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I thought the habit a, was the thing they wore on their head. No, it's their so, their whole thing. Hang on, hang, <laughs> hang the fuck on. I need everybody to stop right now. Are you telling me that Sister Act Two back in the habit was a pun? <laughs> I am not joking. I'm not. I'm. You're bad not kidding. You're not joking. We don't have Catholics where I'm from, so I am completely okay. Well, being nervous. the being the resident Catholic, um, it's a religious habit. is a distinctive set of religious clothing worn by people in for a religion. 
So I didn't know it was popular or possible, but that movie just got even better. Holy <laughs> shit! A pun in the title that was you like you never knew that. You seriously didn't know that, <laughs> dude. I am losing my shit right now about not knowing that was a pun okay, for a movie I, don't, I, I don't, own on DVD. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones anymore. All I want to talk about is how you didn't know this. Whatever, sorry, just I, I am so sorry that I derailed your conversation, but it led me. I, I, I'm a path of discovery, and I thank you for it. Well, uh, that's fine. I mean that that is probably my favorite tonight, sister act movie, so I will allow it. Tonight, tonight in Corey Zone's journal, he'll be like, "Today I learned." <laughs> what a Dear diary! Big day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we are not a Game of Thrones podcast, and I don't care what anybody says. I refuse to accept that. We are it's not almost a Game like, of- It's almost like we're doing a podcast that is centered around like 10 fucking pictures of just characters being their character. What are we actually going to reveal about it? Like anyone listening to this, if you're listening to this right now, if you're still on board with this podcast, you are here because A, you are just that thirsty for someone else to talk about Game of Thrones, and B... <laughs> You enjoy us, and we appreciate you. And if enjoy you enjoy you. us this much, possibly you would consider contributing to our Patreon, right, David? Ding, 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 ding. You don't have to ding, ding. I know it's a fucking perfect segue. Just do the fucking thing. God, just why? I can't even do this right now, David. <laughs> Corey Thone is an amazing segwayer. I don't know the proper word for it, but he's a segwayer. He's really good at segueing, and so yes, check us out. Check the Wick Club out at our Patreon account. Go, and you can see it at the bottom of this post. Go click on it, become a member, and you'll get extra stuff like talking about the Oscars. And tonight's topic on our on our special Take the Black Patreon edition is how come Corey Phone didn't know what a nun's habit is. You'll only you'll only get that special content. By becoming a Wick Club member at Patreon. We're going to take a brisk walk through the horrifying forest that is my background. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about where Corey Phone and I grew up. They filmed True Detective Season 3, and that's why we're fucked up. I am uh, a princess from the Pink Rooms. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I come from chicken money. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. So is this a Game of Thrones podcast? Is it? Maybe. I don't know. Alright, let's move on to the next picture because this one actually has some information that most people don't really assume unless you bring it up. Look at Samuel Tarley. Look at our boy Sam. He's looking happy. He's looking like he's got some really like a hot tip. He wants to give somebody. He's and wearing that. He's wearing the outfit that Missy Elliott wore in that music video. <laughs> I the can't stand the rain <laughs> on my window. I don't think that was the song, but fine, that's whatever. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, I know it was what you're talking about when she blows up into that like really huge suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's got it, the sunglasses on and the ring light. I can't remember what the song uh, is. Whatever. It's that's still a great callback. Anyway, Sam is in what looks like Corey Smith. Where is where is Sam in this picture? Looks like the Crips of Winterfell, right? 
Uh, he definitely Why would Sam be in the crypts of Winterfell? Exercise? Uh, he looks like he's kind of dropped a few pounds. The kid looks in look, shape. He does look, I mean, you know, war's coming. That keto. Yeah, keto diet. <laughs> Brand looked into the future uh, and he said, hey, 3,000 years from now, all the kids are going to be doing this. You should just get a head start. Yeah. Um, so no, I maybe mean, could it be could it ahead. be that he's like you know this is where he's gonna tell John and maybe uh, you know this is where they tell John hey you see this lady she's not your aunt she's your mama. I, the only thing about that is and that's I, I mean that's what I thought too but he seems a little too happy to tell John that he's fucking his aunt right like he's got a little I smirk on his face but it, he may. But he may not know that they're fucking. That's the oh, thing. I mean, I it's guess not the... like it's not like hey, hey, I'm bringing Danny here. Now she's my girl, girl. Not now she's my girl. I bend the knee and we're gonna we're gonna follow her. She's gonna help us with her dragons. Nah, I'm deep dicking her. She is my girl. Oh shit. That's not. That's not. I don't think he's gonna. I, I think I don't think he's gonna lead with that. Yeah, I mean, is that if if that's the case, if Sam doesn't know. If they're like romantically involved, then he could. Then yeah, that could be like, hey, yeah, this is who your real until... mom is. I know you've always wondered, and now I'm gonna tell you. It, it, that would make sense. Yeah, and then maybe he'll get that shock face where he's clutching his pearls when he finds out that John's <laughs> sticking her. Then he's like, oh pearls. my god! But I don't think that's that. I think he is like, man, I have been waiting to tell you this secret. Oh my god, it's gonna blow your mind. And 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 not only that, but I found it because I found these papers. Not really saying that his woman found the papers. He's gonna leave that part out. And he's like, I cannot wait to tell you this bit of news. Um, that and and not only that, but he's happy that his friend's alive too. So, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. I don't think I. I really, really do believe that John is going to bury the lead that he's deep dicking her, and then he'll, you know, well, Brand knows, Brand knows all. Well, Brand, yeah, he saw him on the boat going what what. So I think I think this is Sam in the cribs, all excited to tell John he's not a bastard, that he's actually a true Targaryen. And as soon as he, like, he's like the excited kid at the party. He can't let me tell everybody a secret. As soon as he drops the Oh, not only that. What? Not only that, it's going to be, hey, you're not a bastard. This is your mom. This is who your father is. And you are the true king. Boom. And, and Bran will be at the top of the stairs that goes down to the crypts because it's not wheelchair accessible. And he'll be like, yeah, what he said. And just echo through the cribs. Well, that was a terrible joke. Okay, moving on. Daddle Seaworth looks pissed. I don't know why. This could be because Melisandre is back at Winterfell. Look at Davos's face. The last time we saw him wearing his um his very best green was <laughs> that Dragonstone. If you notice, he's got an unsullied guard standing behind him. I posited to Dan, our editor-in-chief, that possibly Davos stayed behind at Dragonstone because the last time Davos was at Winterfell, he was wearing his furs inside the Great Hall of Winterfell. But when he got to Dragonstone, uh, where it was a warmer climate, he began wearing his green um, velvet curtain shirt. They cut out of a velvet curtain, and that's what he's wearing. 
So uh, I don't know if um, like it doesn't make sense to me for Danny. I don't think Danny would leave Dragonstone unguarded. So you know, I don't know, Smith. Let me ask you. It kind of makes sense for Danny to leave somebody like a you know a castellan right behind to to watch over the castle, but or is this just Davos inside Winterfell? Uh, I think it's the second. Um, because okay, I, I get what you're saying, but Davos is with John, right? Davos is like John's right hand guy. This is so true, then, but Davos so, Davos helped Stannis hold Dragonstone. He helped he helped him. He helped save them. Remember? Yeah, I just I I don't think I I feel like if Danny was gonna leave someone on Dragonstone, it'd be someone from her camp and not necessarily someone, you know, not necessarily uh, Davos, right? And yeah. I think it, w- when you start looking at all these pictures together, other than Sam, it, it seems like pretty much everybody is has that sort of same, you know, it varies from like a look of concern to like Sansa's is clearly like a look of, you know, borderline murder, right? So they're, they're, whatever they're talking about, the conversation clearly isn't going well, right? Yeah, well, because you look at the next one, Brienne looks badass. Right, but she's no, she's got that intense look on her face too. And like basically got, everyone got un, does. She's got unsullied standing behind her as well. Um, right. And what I think what is badass about Brienne is look at the armor plating she has. Look at the design of her armor. Um, I know she's always had like you know when she got that suit of armor from Jamie uh, during that the, the Oath Keeper episode when she went looking for the, the Stark girls. Um, that this is different from that armor, but look, she looks fierce as fuck. Isis, don't you think so? Like she looks badass. Look, she's my homegirl. I, I anytime I get any scream, Brienne scream time, I love it. Um, I love <laughs> the fact that her, you know, the way her, what it looks like. I mean, it, it looks like obviously a man's armor. Um, she has the fur on top. I love the texture of her cloak um that has the lines in it um there's no femininity whatsoever about this this uniform here if you will uh it's all utility and um i i really like the 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 darkness of the outfit with the lightness of her hair and her face uh not saying light that she's happy just the the coloring um it really just goes really well with her eyes and i really feel like that uh it really kind of sends a message that you know i may in my face i may be a woman i can't change that but i'm a fierce warrior you know where it counts so that's right, what right. I, that's what i read out of it i i love her. i mean she always has this look she she could second john for the most broody look or the most mm-hmm. br- for broodiness, um, she could really good, you know, take uh, she could give John a run for his money. But um, but I, I wouldn't read too much into her look. She just looks like oh shit, what's what's popping off now? Well, um, if you look at somebody on on the final page of these pictures, the the somebody who's definitely rocking a new look and who definitely looks fierce as fuck is Cersei. Look at the metal shoulder pads. That, I guess they're epaulets. And she looks like a straight up badass. Bone. Well, she looks straight up gangsta. She looks straight yeah, up gangsta. Just... Like, like if I was gonna go ahead and I am just gonna be a to- uh, uh, the H- HBIC, 
head bitch in charge that's the look <laughs> i'm rolling with okay um yeah. she she looks completely like just the, the sh- from the shoulder pads i call them shoulder pads but you know from the epaulets from the chain um that's coming the decorative chain not only that but to like to the tunic that's coming in inside um it has this like kind of like snake skin look to it um just really really fierce uh, just amazing look to it even her crown um just has this this amazing you know really kind of it, it's a it's it's a crown but it i wouldn't necessarily say it's a very it's a feminine crown but it's i don't wouldn't say it's girly you know um which really just shows how she's always just teetered between the two, whether being very feminine um, and using her feminine wills to get her way, and then also maybe being very masculine or what she thinks is being masculine. It's kind of um, got that. You know what her crown looks like? Her crown kind of looks like Aragorn's crown at the end of Return of the King. Chalk it up! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will have you know that she, she looking mighty skinny in them pics for someone who's pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the a full. She's the only one. She's the only one that got a full body picture, right? You think that full mm-hmm. body? Okay. okay. Sorry, are you? Mm-hmm. That bitch ain't pregnant. That no. bitch ain't pregnant. Okay. Okay. Well, the thing about her pictures that struck stuck out to me was she doesn't. She's dressed in this, you know, uh, armor pads and you know. She looks the outfit does not match the almost lonely face she has. Like she literally oh. literally has no one left. Her kids are dead, her you know, uh her brother kid's cat, her kid's cat is dead. Yeah, which that actually in the second one, if you notice, you'll see a trail of bloody fur <laughs> on the left. No her her lover slash brother is gone, her dad's dead. Um her support system is gone. Um, you know, her, all she has is Picel, I get, or Picel or no, not Picel. No, he, yeah. he's dead. No, who's the other one? Kyburn. 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 And, and, and the mountain. The, the mountain. People. And, uh, and Euron, who is gone. Euron is off to get the golden company or whatever. So, um, she, she, she is all alone in the red keep and, you know, people that, She's already legitimately a sociopath and, and has psychopathic tendencies for sure. And, you know, being left alone with no checks, being alone with no one to discuss things with, you know, her mental state is going to deteriorate. So, good point. And whenever, and so I think, I don't know, we've talked about it before. I think we all kind of assume that Winterfell will fall to the Walkers at some point and they'll have to flee south to the red keep to make a stand, I guess that's something we've talked about possibly happening. I haven't read any spoilers or anything. So yeah, I don't we, know. yeah we've mentioned that would probably be where everybody makes their last stand is King's landing. So whenever, whenever her brother and everybody shows up at King's landing and it's like, Hey, open the door. Is she going to let them in? Which is the mistake the mad King made letting in her, her father, right. Yeah. Or, you know, are they going to, is she going to say no? You know, what's, it's, what's her mental, is she going to be so lonely that she'll welcome anybody back into the Red Keep or what? Like, who knows? So, uh, yeah, well, I think that it's, it's going to be interesting to see because she is truly 
not just in the sense that her family and shit is gone, but like she's the only main character not North. True. So her True. entire storyline at this point is her. And, you know, thank goodness it's, we have an actress as amazing as her, as Lena, to do that because a lot of her stuff is going to be internal this season, I think. so. Yeah, which is something that in the books, Cersei's, mo- like, Smith, wouldn't you say about 80% of Cersei's, um, I don't know, her chapters are internal monologues? Like, she's always, she's always considering things. You're always getting a inside her brain look like she's just she's batshit crazy and i like what you said bone i like that you bring that up so she we we did see some pictures of king's landing the set in belfast being burned down um we always assumed it would be dragons um if she refuses uh shelter to to the north as they are trying to escape the dead the dead if if um she doesn't let them take you know king's landing is a sanctuary uh state and um, they all have <laughs> God damn it! Why did I have to go there? Anyway, um, so if she doesn't let them in, they're going to attack the walls until they get in. Uh, we see we saw some siege towers built at the King's Landing walls. So maybe maybe John and his people, the Dothraki, the Unsullied, maybe they actually do try to get in the King's Landing that way. And I don't think she would let them in. I think she stands uh, at the battlements and, and like gives them the big middle finger. But um. If you look, scroll down by, uh, below that, you've got uh, good old Jamie looking very un-Lannister-like. And a lot of people, Smith, I'm going to let you step here, step in on this one. He, The armor he's wearing is almost identical to the armor that Rob Stark wore in Season 2. Yeah, no, it's it's basically the only difference is it's the, the undercoat, the leather undercoat that he's wearing, right? The, the shoulder pads are... Virtually identical. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out later they basically just recycled because they had that shit, you know, in a storeroom somewhere instead of making new ones. So, yeah, he's basically wearing, you know, clearly he's not wearing his badass gold letter Lannister, you know, lion shoulder pads that we've seen him in for the past couple seasons, right? That Like the samurai armor that he was wearing throughout season seven. So, you know, last we saw him, obviously, he was heading for Winterfell. He had taken all that off, and now he just looks like, you know, kind of any other guy, right? He, and looks, he's also... like... he looks like a self. He's like a self-sword. He's brawn, basically. He's, in... he's embraced the brawn life. Right, and the only thing, the, the other thing that's unique about this picture is this one kind of shows the passage of time, right? Because last time we saw him, he was, he was basically clean-shaven, and here he's got a full-on beard going on. And his hair's a lot longer than when we last saw him, right? Everybody else basically looks exactly the same, um, but he looks like a lot of time has gone by in this particular photo. So I thought it was the most interesting one in the bunch other than the Cersei ones. Well, if you look at this, he's inside somewhere, right? He's got a light shining on his face. He's inside somewhere, and my guess is he's about to be served uh, some stark biscuits by hot pie like i swear to god this would be the perfect time to bring in hot pie um as he sits at the end of the crossroads enjoying a delicious meal but um yeah that's gotta be that's gotta be the only getting way some you... chicken getting some chicken from from hot pie some delicious 
tasty. It's in the it's in the gravy. <laughs> you have to you have to mind the gravy. So um, yeah, that's a it's a good picture. In fact, Jamie's picture out of all of them to me speaks the loudest because of the way he looks. We haven't seen Jamie this uh, coy. Coy? Would you say? Yeah, he looks. I would, I would he even looks... say coy. I would say that he looks like genuinely just like kind of like how he had his old swagger. You know, Unburd- it's like unburdened. Unburdened. unburdened would I would say unburdened would be a good one. He yeah. Well, you mentioned like that if if he's at Winterfell, that means he's with Tyrion, his brother, Brienne. Uh, yes. You know all all yes. the all the people that made him happy <laughs> at some point over the course of the show. People he respects and cares about um, are there. You know, so I, I think it's going to be. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in like a toxic relationship, <laughs> but like the, when you get out of it finally, and then you are hanging out with some friends for the first time and you're like, Holy shit. Life is actually really dope. <laughs> and guys, like, I'm sorry. I was a real dick to you guys when I was, yeah, dating that she wouldn't else. let me hang out with you. I'm sorry. And now you're like, Oh man, I miss this. This is great. And that's, I mean, he, if he like you unburdened is a great word for it. Like he's no longer, tethered to cersei he has no intention of returning to cersei in that regard so being free from that is you know freeing i think well and i I would take it yeah no i completely agree i'd take it a step further and say i feel like he probably and we might see this in season eight but he probably feels like he's got something he can actually fight for and that feels good right Uh like he's fighting for the living and not like the house or to get more land or to get more glory or title or whatever. He's fighting like actually to like literally save the world, right? Yeah. To, I'll take you back I mean, to I'll could... take let me take you back to the season one conversation that Jamie and Ned had together. Um I think it was either the first time they met no, it was is either at Winterfell or it was in King's Landing. And it and Ned told Jamie he said uh um they're talking about fighting and uh, Jamie mentioned the, 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 the tournament they were going to have. And Ned said that he only did his fighting on the battlefield. And uh, basically it was, a, it, was a, it was a dig. Because back then, Jamie had two hands and he was the best. He was known as the best swordsman uh, in all of Westeros. Now he's got one hand and he looks like a beggar knight. And he looks happier than he's ever looked. So it, it takes him back to that conversation. Where you know what I don't fight in tournaments. Only I do my fighting on the battlefield. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. Well, I was gonna say also. I mean, this may be the first time that he's made a decision on his own. You know, to go and fight for something that he wanted to. Either that, you know, before it was, oh, I got to do this for my father. Oh, I got to do this for my sister. I got to do this for you know these alliances that we have because my dad told me to do it and stuff like that. This is the first time where he was like, no. I'm I'm doing this and fucking so, I mean, he, off. right, and he yeah. feels like he's just doing something that's right and not necessarily doing it for all these other reasons. So I I feel like yeah, and he can just sit back and he knows what he's doing is right. He doesn't question it or or wonder, you know, is this the right thing to do? He just knows it is, and I think that's kind of what uh, that and getting away from Cersei, he kind of just, probably just feels. You know, let me free. let me po- let me pose this question to you guys. Do you need Bran to forgive him? 
do you, do you personally, as a fan, as a viewer of the show, Corey Thone, do you need Brand to either say I forgive you or I will never tell my family, or do you do you need that conversation? I don't need it because I know that Brand doesn't care about it. Like in his mind, it it's happened. It was always going to happen. It's what had to happen to get to where they're at. So yeah, he's he, not, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be the three eyed raven if if Jamie hadn't pushed him out of the window. If he uh, if for some reason everyone finds out that Jamie is the one who pushed Bran, then uh, you know I think there probably will be apologies happening. <laughs> But I, I am curious to see their first interaction because you know that Jamie's going to be uh, really apprehensive to be around him, and Brand's just going to be like, "I don't care." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep, yep. Because I mean, think about it. Brand actually saw Jamie kill the Mad King, so I mean, he he's got that going for him. He can say, "Look, it's the, it's the savior of uh, King's Landing. He killed the Mad King before." He could blow up King's Landing. So there he is. Like, Bran really could not say anything at all, and Jamie could just be like, I dodged that bullet. Or he could just be like, eh, look, here's a guy, you know, I don't, look, you're, we're bros now. I'm the Three Eyed Raven. You're, you, you, you don't have a hand. I have a broken back. You lost your hand. We're even. So there you go. Um, I think, I think, I think at least he's got to be petty enough to be like, hey, I know what you did. Like, even if he just whispers it, like, hey, I know, I know what you but, did. But just think about it. He's me. not that. He's not thinking about what he said. He's not brand. He's, he's I'm not just, branching I, anymore. I'm petty as shit. I, I okay, but here's I'm the, petty as shit. Here's the other thing, though. I, I mean, do that shit. I don't know how clear they've made it on the show, but in the books, Brand doesn't realize it was Jamie that threw him out the window. That's right. He forgot. But he, we, he has amnesia about the whole thing, so he doesn't really. I mean, well, we I, I assume at this point, point he could have he could have gone back and seen the memory. But I'm just saying they they haven't made it clear on the show if if Bran even remembers what happened. Right. I'm I'm under the impression at this point, I'm acting on the assumption that since Bran has assuredly seen all things in the history of, you know, time when he was learning to be the Raven, that he saw himself get pushed out. Yeah, of yeah but he didn't he Jamie. didn't he had to have Sam tell him. About the about John's parents before he went to that memory well, and we talked about this. You're bringing up a subject we talked about when this when that episode came on. Yeah, dumbass. Yeah, you stupid son of a bitch. In case no one, you know, in case there's anybody that might not have heard every episode we've ever recorded. Well, then this podcast is not sacrilege. For them. Anyway, uh, we we did talk about this. We talked about how Brain is basically the internet now, right? And if he's not searching for certain memory, then he doesn't actually know it until it's brought up and he has to talk about it, right? So, like, the fact that he never had to think about John being a legitimate Targaryen, right? Until he followed the clues that were given to him by Sam, by the memory of watching his, his father Ned fight uh, the Kingsguard and go up to the Tower of Joy. And then he finally listened to Lyanna Stark tell Ned who John actually was. And then he, and then he was able to go back and piece everything together. So like, he's basically like brand is basically Google. It's the internet and it knows everything, but you got to type it in to get it. Right. Right. See what I'm saying? So if, if that, if that ends up being the case, it'd be really interesting to see 
Jamie reveal himself to Bran via an apology. Oh. Fir- you know what I mean? And at first, Bran's like, what are you talking about? Or, or he's like, oh, yeah, you threw me out the window. That's right. I forgot. You know what I mean? Like something along those lines where Jamie's the one who reveals it as he's trying to apologize. It, it'll, it'll be during a dinner. Everybody's having a toast. They're all having a nice dinner together. And he's like, and I just want to thank Bran for being so forgiving. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was nailing my sister and then I pushed him out a window. And everybody's Cheers. like, what? Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah. So Jamie's, I think it's clearly Jamie's picture is the most interesting of the bunch. Finally, we've got John and Danny. Danny's looking fierce once again. And that white fur coat, but this time instead of having the black underpinning, it looks like red. And they're looking off into the distance, um, you know, kind of what you, you said that uh, Arya might be looking at dragons, looking up. This is to me, this is John and Danny watching the dragons fly over the fields in front of Winterfell. Kind of looks that way to me. Um, or they're watching the Unsullied and the Dothraki march into Winterfell. Something they're overwatching. The their forces gather basically is what it looks like to me, especially if this is from episode one. You know, they're preparing, they're getting everything together. Remember that shot from season seven where Arya rides up the hill and Winterfell's in the in the foreground in front of her. This kind of reminds me of that. They're standing on a hill somewhere. John might be pointing out, "Look, there's my home. We're going there." Uh, so. I mean, there's really nothing special besides the fact that Danny looks pretty goddamn awesome in that red and white. So, um, that's the pictures, everybody. That's, that's I'm glad both. that we spent that time talking on a podcast about fucking pictures. So I hope you follow along with us, or you're just sitting there not listening anymore. That uh, you've probably cut us off long before now, and we appreciate. We know you're here for the chicken content, but <laughs> if you want more Game of Thrones, please check out our Patreon and our other shows, such as Take the Black Live with Dan Selke and uh, uh, the other people that do the the nerdy guy that does the other talk, and then the the girl who's way cooler. I can't remember anybody's names. Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl's the best. When the other guy shows up, I turn it off. I don't give a shit about the books. <laughs> he hasn't read the books. Okay, first of Josh. all, first of all, no, I said how Josh you. hasn't read the books. Oh, has he not? <laughs> yes, that's the whole point of the segment. <laughs> all right, I always just assumed they're talking. Dan holds a book up, and I'm like, bye. Dan has read them, but he's he's guiding Josh through the books chapter by chapter. They're I, literally I, reading chapter by chapter through seven books, so there you go. <laughs> no, I, I every time I've, it's come on, I've like see, I see Dan pick up a book, and I'm like, bye. <laughs> book books, man. They were, were going to start talking about the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is amazing. Oh, my God. This has been the worst edition of Take the Black Podcast. Um, usually... I like to sign us out, but tonight we have a special, a special sign out by the lovely Lady Isis. Isis, take it away. Valar Morgurus. Shit, I fucked it up. (laughs) Ah, no! No! I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Okay, ready? Roll that R. Roll that R. Valar Morgurus. Great job. All right, guys, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Good night.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.